Welcome please to the JVG podcast where these G's are going to spread their seeds of knowledge about the league. It's flourishing with ease. These funny catches seem to be well read, esteemed and honest. Like the man himself, Jeff Van Gundy. They are high IQ, so cerebral and funny. So if you're on the bus, just border on the dunny. Listen to the JVG NBA Tribute Show. Welcome to episode 121 of the Jeff Van Gundy Tribute Show. I am your co-host Lucas, joined as always by my co-host Marco. Marco, hello. <laughs> hey Lucas. Um, why don't you tell us about this drip you're wearing? Let's just get right to it. Drip too hard. Uh, let me do this though first, because I think that that's usually better. What I've just done. No, you're actually better before. Well, we've done something <laughs> very silly here. Um, so, what am I wearing right now? Drip check. Uh, I got... Puma on Puma on Puma for my YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Uh, top is uh, Brianna Stewart um, was part of a, a line she dropped with Puma. God knows how long ago. I always go onto the Puma Australia st- store to see if she's dropped the new Causing Trouble Stewie ones mm-hmm. in Australia. They haven't dropped yet. But Puma had some pretty fucking lit um, boxing... Oh, no, what were the Black Friday sales? Whatever the Yeah, Black Friday. Black, Black Friday, Friday yeah. sales. 40% off... Yeah. A lot of stuff. Which makes sense, yeah, because of how we celebrate Thanksgiving and all that. But carry on. <laughs> so that's what this that's what this number is. Now this you might be able you might be hearing me a little bit worse, but I got the uh, Dua Lipa by Puma shorts. And now, would you turn around? I would. I was, I was getting to it. Puma on the front, and then butterfly on the back, and then butterfly on the back. If that didn't get picked up on the mic, and then we just got some plain white Puma socks. <laughs> well, not plain white. There's a there's a black Puma. Um, I don't have to go through that, uh, but yeah, some, you're running the mill socks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm wearing. What a fucking fit check. The yeah. the shorts are so fire. They're so fire. <laughs> yeah. The the butterflies. It's like sexy or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would expect Dua Lipa to know what she's doing <laughs> yeah. in collaboration with Puma. Well, but I have to say, so my thing about Dua Lipa has always been that. Do you remember when? New Rules first came out and she had like zero charisma. She had no <laughs> fucking idea what she was doing. Right. Like she'd be she'd be performing at the VMAs or whatever and she'd be like, well, don't pick up the phone. <laughs> and now you watch her perform. I don't know. You've probably seen some clips going around of her performing on her uh, her uh, uh, future nostalgia tour. Right, Lucas? Right? Uh, personally, no. I was just checking her what age. What the fuck, man? Are you serious? I was just checking her age. <laughs> you haven't... All right. Anyway, well, how old uh, she's she got a lot more charisma now is what I'm trying to say. Well, I, a lot I, more I, stage presence. Yeah, I definitely thought that she had charisma. Yeah. Um, do you know how old she is? I want to say 25. Ooh, 27. Wow. Uh, eight. Right in my age bracket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she has 87 million followers on Instagram. Fuck me. That is terrifying. Mm. That's a terrifying level mm. of fame. Mm. I would be, I'd be out in a Kevlar suit every single day. I'd wear SWAT gear. You reckon, but do you reckon people want to murder Dua Lipa? Ah, uh, yeah. What, just people for fame? so jealous. Like, uh, oh man, I wish I knew the guy, the name of the guy who killed uh, John Lennon. Uh, I was going to say John F. Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> Lee, Lee Harvey, Harvey Oswald. Oswald. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or uh, the CIA, as you might otherwise know him as. Lee Harvey Oswald, th- three letters. Central okay. Intelligence Agency, three, three letters. letters. <laughs> oh my fuck. Oh my fuck. It's all falling into place, mother. <laughs> three? <laughs> really? Wow. Uh, she's had three platinum singles as well. No. Uh, nah, she's probably had way more than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we do digress. So, uh, good fit check there. Mm-hmm. Dua Lipa, 27 years old. 
somehow we're going to tie this into the NBA basketball season and how it's been well, going. 27 years old, we've got the three-letter thing. Add 27 and three, you get to the 30 NBA teams. Exactly right. NBA. <laughs> three letters. <laughs> Never broke. CIA, NBA. Never broke again. So, as you know by the title, this is now our third edition of categorizing or tiering. Yeah, NBA tiering. Teams. I like tiering. Tiering NBA teams into five tiers. Marco, what are those tiers? Remind those, listeners. Those tiers would be contenders, pretenders, emerging, rebuilding. And limbo, mm-hmm. or as I'm calling it this year, hell. Ooh, <laughs> nah, not right. really. I'm still calling it limbo. Okay, okay, and a little, a little, uh, a little description on all of them. Contending, I'm sure you can imagine what that means. Pretending uh, teams that think they're contending, but we don't give them a, sh- a snowball's chance. Yeah, in hell. or like, th- like this is this is the peak. This is as good mm, as the yeah. team is gonna get, and it's not good enough. Yeah. Um, Emerging are young teams that are on their way out of rebuilding, I would say, or young teams that um, you can imagine uh, their championship window being open within the next three, or let's say within the next five years. Yeah, and it's also like you, they might be like as good as pretenders, but you can't call them pretenders because it's like there's more room for them to grow here. Yeah. Um, Rebuilding teams that are rebuilding. Yep. Yeah, the, uh, the Wembenyama sweepstakes this year, <laughs> uh, and Limbo teams that have got no idea what's going mm, on. Mm. Um, let's clear something up. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of pretending, I see it as teams that internally think they're pre- that they're contenders. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, so that description for what the um, differentiates emerging and pretending, mm. we might have a bit of a grey area. <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Right, right, right. Well, For me personally. No, no. I, I, so, yeah, I don't think emerging teams think they're contending. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that, like, they might end up as... In fact, I think a lot of them this season are as good as a lot of pretenders. Yeah. Uh but what the differentiating factor for me is the pretenders like, all right, cool, this is it. This is the squad. We're going mm. with it. And the emerging teams like, we don't need to... We don't need even need to get close to winning it this year. Yeah. To sort of to be have a good season and then for our championship window to still be open. You know? yeah. 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 I think for an emerging team, I would say if an emerging team were to secure a top six seed in the playoffs, they'd be like, wow, great season. We're happy with that. Yeah. Whereas pretenders would be like, we can't be hanging our hat on a top six seed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, fuck, we could even, we could even give an example. We probably both put the Memphis Grizzlies in emerging last season, right? Yeah. And they ended up. Yeah, <laughs> top two seed in the West. Yeah, uh, and yeah, like winning a playoff series, taking a good series to the Golden State Warriors uh, in the second round. That's like that's as good as it gets from an emerging team, and mm. you're completely happy with that. Yeah. Well, let's start with the contenders, shall we? Okay. Uh, I've got three. Oh wow! I've got Boston, Golden State, and Milwaukee. Wow. I have I have six. Mm. Uh, I think I'm being I think I'm being generous. Boston, Milwaukee, mm. Cleveland. Denver, Phoenix, Memphis. Whoa, whoa! You don't think the Warriors have a chance? I don't think. I don't think the Warriors are contending this season. Okay, okay. okay. I might even say that they're pretending. Well, let's get to it. Who, you in, who do you have in your pretenders? My pretenders list. It's so long. Uh, I have Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Miami, Portland, Minnesota, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Golden State Warriors, and Dallas. I have. Atlanta, Dallas, Denver, the Clippers, Memphis, Philadelphia, and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Who you got in emerging? Emerging, it's a short list this year because, and I, I think we'll probably discuss this during the episode. The league is like it's so stratified right now. Mm. Like there are the teams that think they're going to get it. Some of them 
might get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the teams that are going after Victor Wembanyama, and that's yeah. pretty much it. So okay. my, my emerging teams are Indiana, Sacramento, and New Orleans. Oh, okay. So I think that I have a few of your pretenders in, mm. in my emerging. I've got Cleveland, Indiana, New Orleans, Oklahoma, Sacramento, Toronto, and Utah. Oh, interesting. I've got one team that I... Uh, we'll get on to them later. I have, one, I have one team that I haven't categorized as well. Oh, well, I've categorized all three. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, rebuilding, I have Detroit, Orlando, and San Antonio. I've got Detroit, Charlotte, Orlando, Oklahoma, Houston, and San Antonio. Okay. And now Limbo is... I'm very happy with my Limbo list yeah. this year. Brooklyn, Charlotte, Chicago, Houston, the Lakers, Miami, Minnesota, New York, Portland, and Washington. Fucking hell. <laughs> I got 10. It's heavy at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, I got New York, Chicago, Washington, Toronto, and the Los Angeles Lakers. All right. And Who then, do you have nowhere? I have the Utah Jazz. Okay. And I think... Well, should I start there? Like, yeah, let's start with the Jazz. <laughs> All right. Let's just go completely out of order to, to start the episode off. The Utah Jazz, uh, if you've been paying atten- any attention, uh, they had like the hottest start to the season. What did they go, 12-3 and three or something like that? It was an absolutely ridiculous hot start to get them top of the West when everyone thought they were going to tank. Uh, they were getting all these value out of players that you thought would just be traded for one first-round pick, if not two second-round picks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were almost like, okay, well, they're really going to go for it this season. They're not going to win a championship. So I don't know where that puts them. <laughs> now, since then, they've lost, I think they've lost six of their last eight games and they're firmly in the plane in the West. And so they've probably won too many games and are too good to tank. But teams have kind of figured them out enough that they're not, you know, they're probably not going to be a threat in the playoffs. Mm. So is this an emerging team? I'd say that's probably the healthiest descriptor for them. Yeah. But then there's also a chance they're kind of in limbo because it's like, okay, if this doesn't work, you can't attract a blue chip prospect in the off season. You don't get a, you know, you don't get, you don't get another all star. You don't get a good uh, lottery pick. Then it's kind of like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Straight away, very very quickly, it goes from like you got this very fun, uh, very well coached young team, uh, getting value out of players that you know. Uh, didn't have a lot of value around the league, Larry Markinen, to, okay, now you've, you've hit your ceiling again within 12 months. Yeah. So I'm, I'm straddling them between like emerging in limbo, but also I want to give them more credit than that. So I'm not yeah. going to put them in limbo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the 22-23 Jazz is similar to the 21-22 Wizards mm. uh, because <clears throat> we had that great stretch to start the season last season. Um and what I have the Wizards in this year is Limbo. And that's something that the team developed into. Mm. But I think the Jazz are more hopeful than um, what the Wizards ended up becoming. Uh, because the last season Wizards got or brought in Porzingis, who's like in his prime and, you know, competing. Mm. And then threw 250 mil at Brad and a no trade clause. Uh, so they kind of didn't allow themselves to continue emerging. Yeah. Whereas this jazz team looks like it's being run as a team that's like, uh, that that is an emerging team and yeah. that um, I, I think can turn it around in the next few years. And I feel like they're happy to let their older assets go. It's like actually like, it's kind of what they're waiting for mm, is mm. like 
a good Clarkson trade to come up, a good Conley trade yeah. to come up, potentially even a good Olenek trade to come up. But they also have sh- shown so much value in their young players and that there's a commitment to those young players that like, okay, cool, we're going to roll with you guys for this season. So I think that I think that they're an emerging team. I feel as though if they were a rebuilding team, because that's what I had them in between, they would have been more obvious about it early, yeah. early on in the season. But they were like, we're on a win streak. We're going to keep on going. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, well, they singled that from the start. Like, they were starting Jeremy Clarkson, Mike Conley, and... Jordan Peter, Clarkson. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> uh, he is a great volume shooter, by the way. Uh, <laughs> they're starting Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, Kelly Olynyk, Like, these, you know, uh, 29, 30-plus players who really had younger players on the bench who, you know, in their positions who would have been... who would have benefited from the experience, you know, like... Uh, I honestly thought they were going to roll out, yeah, like Colin Sexton, uh, fucking Taylor Horton Tucker, Larry mm. Markinen, Start Walker Kessler, Start Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, but instead, they were going to their their vets from the get go because I think they were like, okay, now we've got something. There's a good foundation here. Like we don't need to be bad and just mm. give young players uh, minutes for the sake of it. So that's what. But I I I just I just have them kind of like. I think emerging is definitely the best category for them, but yeah. you almost want to give them more credit for not one, not going for the rebuild and two, like really they could beat anyone, mm. you know, like if this team makes the playoffs, you would not be happy being matched up against them. Like it might not be in their best interest, uh, you know, to, to finish in like the sixth seed or something like that. But you, they are so well coached and they have a lot of talent. They have, their roster goes pretty deep all things considered, uh, that you wouldn't be surprised if they knocked someone off a bit higher than them. But I guess that's what an emerging team can do by our definition as well. Yeah. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs mm. by come come the end of the season. But I don't know. Like, they could just do it accidentally. Yeah. They, they can. <laughs> like, they've already showed to start the season that they can go on a stretch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, should we, should we go into the next? Should we go into alphabetical order from now on? Yeah. All right. So... I think, and we go by city name. Yeah, we're going by city name. Well, we go. Should we go to? Should we go to the A? <laughs> Let's go to the A, baby. Uh, I got them in pretending. I got them in pretending as well. I'm very sad about the pretending column, or the pretending category, or tier. Jesus, mm. um, the pretending tier this season because I feel like it's a bunch of teams that I want to put in emerging. Mm. But you can't you can't still be emerging. No, like you no. should. This is you've now emerged. Yeah. Uh, and the the Hawks, are, you know, what are they at? I, th- I think they're fourteen and ten or something mm. to start the season. But like they're by no means thirteen and eleven. Yeah, like they haven't they haven't broken away from the pack. They're very much in the pack. <laughs> like from fourth to eleventh in the East. Uh, every team is somewhere between 13 and 11 or 11 and 13. That's the pack. Yeah. So like, yeah, they, they haven't broken away from that. Um, and yeah, I just, this team doesn't tell, that doesn't uh, scream to me that they're going to win a championship. Yeah. <laughs> and I think their play has kind of been like the definition of pack play. Mm. Like uh, Trey and DeJounte will have 20, 25, 30 points, eight, nine, 10 assists each every night. <laughs> and it won't really make a difference on if they win the game or not uh like it'll it'll look good from them but 
I don't think it's like, oh, cool, Trey had 30 and 14, so that means they won. It's like, Trey had 30 and 14, and they just sort of were there. Like, <laughs> the rest of the team was just on the court. And I think I think it actually really... I Like, I don't think that's a, a bad pairing. I think just the drop-in... Like, like I said at the beginning of the season, the drop-in talent from those two to the rest of the team mm. is huge. Uh, DeAndre Hunter's having a great season, but, like, the center spot is still a problem. Like, neither Capella nor Okongwu is really, like grabbed that spot for their own John Collins is not very good at basketball I don't think um, and also just like does not fit in with how this team wants to play and yeah and then they just don't have a lot of punch coming off the bench so it's like yeah you do you do actually have a superstar backcourt like I'm happy to I'm happy to say that mm. but that's kind of it it's not you're not going to get any further than where you are right now yeah do you feel like uh, Trey Young has like maxed out yeah it's good it's like really good it's really good it's like it's a career all-star yeah but you know you know how like who's a who's a player who's a good example of this recently i can't i feel like luke is not real (laughs) (laughs) well i don't want to say like i think tyler hero is maxed out yeah but i mean like i'm trying to sorry i didn't think of like an all-star level player who's like a player who quite clearly got better but their production didn't didn't budge yeah like a player who added like a level of i want to maybe say jason tatum like Mm. i feel like tatum is the tier above trey but i don't know if trey will make that step yeah right you know what i mean i agree i agree with you yeah like uh if the Atlanta Hawks are a you know a three seed, then Trey's like an all star starter. Mm. If they're like a six or a seven seed, he's on the all star bench. It's kind of like yeah. that's him for the rest of his career. Yeah, um, and yeah, he'll have like a really good he'll you know average a really good looking like twenty seven, twenty eight points, ne- nearly ten assists. But like, I don't think. I think the amount that he can impact the Atlanta Hawks winning games has kind of hit its peak. Like, yeah, other, yeah. St- other stuff has to happen for Atlanta yeah. to get better. Uh, whereas, yeah, like there are young superstars who it's like, oh, wow, you can you can drag this team to this mm. many wins and you can drag this team to, to this level of play. And this is like, this is as far as he can take him without other stuff happening. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but I think there are a lot of players that would love to have the play, the pieces that are around him. So mm. maybe maybe we should be listening to that as well. Wow. Well, should we move on to Jason and the Tatums? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go to Jason and the Tatums. I got him in contending. Yeah. We yeah. Were of course, talking about Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These guys are definitely contenders. Yeah. Um, I mean, to talk about Jason Tatum to start with, I think he's just coming into this season with actual, actual experience and skill gained from being in the finals mm. and not doing very well. Uh, like, he just... He looks like we were saying, like he has taken that extra step and like he is kind of that next level of player. Uh, this team is like they're playing like better than they were last season in the regular season, and they're mm. not like they're not at full strength at all. Like, yeah, have, we have not seen a minute of Robert Williams. Their defense has dropped off, and they've just kind of replaced that with ha- having the best offense in the league. Yeah, <laughs> like so, I think all the all the like every single role player is playing another level up from where they were playing last season. Like Derek White is actually hitting three pointers. <laughs> Uh, Grant Williams is looking like a nice little bit better. Malcolm Brogdon has like he hasn't been this sort of like I don't think he's been like a game changer, but like he has done exactly what he has to do in this situation, which is you know score like thirteen points and get six assists. Like that's plenty. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think I think they'll just cruise through the rest of this season 
And then we know that they can kind of do anything in the playoffs and it'll really just depend on like, okay, do they have do they have all 11, you know, do they have 11 rotation players? Do they have 10 of the rotation players? Do they have nine rotation players? Mm. All fit and in form when the playoffs roll around. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, damn. I thought if I clicked defensive rating, it would go to um, uh, a list of defensive rating, but it just gives me a definition. <laughs> <clears throat> but they're currently 15th in the league. They finished last season second, uh, and they're first in the league with offensive rating. Uh, that defensive rating will obviously jump when Rob Williams comes mm. back. But I... There's the kind of... that They don't take nights off, but like not even by choice. Mm. They're just so good and so deep that they have like enough, enough players performing every night. And you know what fucking sets them apart? And this is going to be so dumb and simple to sound, but they just run plays. Yeah. Like every single yeah. time down the court, they'll run a play. Um, I actually disagree with the Malcolm Brogdon thing. I think he is such an issue. Like he oh, really? causes so much headache. He doesn't always, um, well, actually, often he's not the one taking the shot or making the assist. But like I've been uh, DMing with uh, Mister Sixty Four Sam Reeves. <laughs> um, we talk. We've talked about Brogdon a few times, but like he, he'll just like be in. He'll space out the floor really well. Or if he does get the ball, he'll just like take a couple dribbles, get to the ring, take a dribble, suck in a, a help defender, and then make the pass that then leads to the assist or make the pass that leads to the hockey assist. Um, and then also, <clears throat> the ball is really humming on this team this season. Mm. Um, and yeah, their, their offense is looking really great. Uh, and they're very um, not str- disciplined. They're really mm. disciplined with the way they're running everything. And it does look like they're on a mission. Like... They've really just they've really just shut up and like shored up their play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for a team that kind of started the season with turmoil, with like a big injury, and everyone was mm. like, "Well, that's gonna that's gonna fuck them." Uh, it hasn't at all. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're just such a clear contender. Mm. Brooklyn, uh, I'm in pretenders. Yeah, I got them in. I think you have them in limbo. I got them in limbo. Yeah, and it's uh, this is hard. Mm. It's it's hard. This is harder than it should be because I think even three weeks ago I would have very comfortably put them in limbo mm. uh, with Kyrie not playing, Ben Simmons playing absolutely terribly. But they kind of put together some like okay basketball yeah. recently. Uh, ben Simmons has actually looked good. He there is still like a long way to go for him. KD is obviously who he is. The role players are like I don't know if they're like underperforming or over like they're underperforming in spots and overperforming mm-hmm. in others like Royce O'Neal is like uh, he's still seeing way too much he's still taking way too many shots mm-hmm. not his fault that's just how it happens yeah uh, but he is like a perfect fit I think next to the three the other the three superstars Nick Claxton's been like a very good defensive center they've have all these like you know crafty guards but then we absolutely know where the ceiling of this team is. Yeah. It's not an NBA championship. <laughs> yeah. Um, Edmund Sumner as well. Yeah. I really like yeah. watching him play this season. I think he might be leading the league in field, uh, free throw percentage. Oh, wow. Um, I'm basing this off of the entire... Off of what I've seen. I'm basing this off of the last few years and what I've seen this year. Yeah. Uh, they're below Atlanta. And if I'm holding Atlanta to a pretender um, that has evolved from an emerging team... Then I think that they're the. I think that they're yeah they're the they're the they're 
the classification below Atlanta, mm, okay. which is what I think would be Limbo. Uh, because they still have... I think I think Kyrie's on a max. Katie's definitely on a max. And then Simo might have been on the max when he got signed. Mm. That's three max contracts. Like, that should be a mm. contending or pretending team. And look, they might think they're contending, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that they're like a couple of steps away from contending. And I just feel like they kind of act like it as well sometimes. Yeah. But I but I just, I just think they're like, they're so at their ceiling that the only thing they can do is like try and win as many games as possible. There's no like, mm, ah, like, can we rebuild? Can we bring... I don't think they can bring anyone in. I don't think there's like a little trade they can do. Yeah. Uh, there's just so little maneuverability in this team. But like, they're going to they're gonna make the play-in or the playoffs. Mm. I'm, I'm, I feel very comfortable saying that. And they're going to make some fucking noise. <laughs> but like... That's that's the ceiling. I but but you know once this once this season is a failure, then surely surely Kevin Durant is like, all right, what the fuck? Am, what now? What the fuck am I doing? Yeah, I've just endured like three off court seasons from hell, which have translated into on court seasons from hell. Like mm. that's it. Surely that's all the chance that you give this franchise. And that's why I'm saying limbo. Yeah, right. that's why I'm saying okay. limbo. Oh yeah, I think they're I think they're I think they're six months away from them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll see you there, Charlotte. Uh, I'm I'm going rebuilding. Okay, I'm going limbo. Mm-hmm. I think that theoretically they are a rebuilding team, but I had them emerging last year, and they've taken steps back, <laughs> and they went from rebuilding into like, oh, finally, mm. it's Charlotte's time. Then they lost Borrego, who I liked as a coach. They brought in Steve Clifford, who I don't like as a coach, and it just feels like this team, even if they are rebuilding uh they're just organizationally a couple of years away from being steady so i just think they're in limbo until Mm. they add some sort of steadiness to the way they're operating yeah that's a that's a very good point their fourth (laughs) their fall from grace over the last 12 months has been like kind of catastrophic yeah (laughs) from being like a really fun team everyone was high on to like actual dog shit dog water but i think I actually, I think the Lamelo injury at the beginning of this season, I think when push comes to shove, that's gonna like that's kicked them into rebuilding mode. Mm. Uh, I reckon we're gonna see heaps of these guys gone at the deadline. Mm. Like I reckon Terry Rozier is gonna go somewhere dumb like Los Angeles. Uh, but someone, someone's gonna come and get Kelly Oubre for something. Someone's gonna come and get maybe even PJ Washington. Uh, and then, you know, once that happens and they're still bad and they're near the bottom of the East, then, yeah, they're rebuilding. Like, they've got LaMelo Ball on their team and they're hoping to get, like, another uh, blue-chip lottery pick. But I, I, I actually genuinely think that that is their plan now because I think that's the only reason you would bring Steve Clifford in yeah. <laughs> as your head coach at the beginning of the season is that, like, we, we have to... You're not the guy leading us out of this <laughs> funk. You're not the guy leading us in any direction. You're just here to steady the ship while we, you know, while we start this rebuild. I don't think they're doing a... I, I, I'm yet to say that they're doing a good job of rebuilding, but I do believe that's their mindset. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm happy to change their um, classification to rebuilding once they start. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, not gonna, okay. I'm not yeah, going to yeah, yeah. count my chickens before they hatch. Yeah. Uh, well, who's next alphabetically? Um, would that be the, the Chicago, Chicago Bulls? The Chirac Bulls. Um, I have these guys in limbo. I got these guys in limbo. Yeah. Should we keep it short and sweet? Uh, 
Yeah, I think this is... They, like... They got so much worse. Yeah. Which is... I think... Not... We were just talking about Charlotte and, like, how they got worse. This was, like, more disappointing because they were actually really good last year. Yeah. Like, for a good portion. They were really fun to watch. And it's more... It feels like you can't just be like, oh, but Lonzo's been injured. Like, that can't make your entire team bad. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't really know what what the way out of it is for this team because, like, you've got all these guys you know can be good and can play well together and then they've all just sort of, like, lost a bit of their juice. Like, mm. DeRozan isn't capturing the formula last season. Caruso doesn't even look as good as he usually does. Levine, everyone's, like, worried about Levine being, like, a long-term injury <laughs> guy. Like, now when he, him and DeRozan are, like, what, averaging 27 points... Yeah. Uh, night in night out together last season so yeah I don't know I don't know what you do with this Chicago team in this situation like if Lonzo comes back and you're not good then that's that's kind of it like you, mm. there's no you, you also are at your ceiling like with who you can have on this team you've got you got two max well you got you got a lot of people and a lot of money and you don't have many assets to get out of it mm. uh, and you also had a lot of some success with Lonzo la- without Lonzo last season because mm. he missed he played 35 games. Yeah. Uh, and I guess you could say their downward trajectory came when Lonzo wasn't playing with them. But, like, that doesn't change the fact that DeMar was, like... A f- was he All-NBA? I think he was All-NBA yeah. last season. Um, and, yeah, and also just the fact that the team looked so much better yeah, yeah. playing together. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think, yeah, we both have him in limbo for a reason. I'm not really sure what their avenue is here. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What's the angle? What's the bloody angle, Chicago? Cleveland, though. Cleveland. My golly gosh. I got him in emerging. <laughs> I have them in contending. Mm. Because I think, like, as much as as we're saying for other teams, this is it. Like, this is it for Cleveland. You reckon? <laughs> like, not, not this is as good as the team get. I think they can get incrementally better as... You know, like they're, they're of course, obviously they have four uh, players what under the age of twenty five, so they're gonna get they're gonna get better over the next seasons, and they're gonna bring in good role players and stuff like that. But like, I think their championship window is open. Oh, okay, okay. Because they've got oh, okay, that's fair. They've got their team right now, mm. and uh, if you told me this team would make the finals this year, I, I would absolutely believe it. I would. Mm. It is absolutely okay. not out of the realm of possibility for me. Uh, yeah, they have just. Their best four players in this team are so good. They have good chemistry with each other. They've got a, you know, they've got a good coach who's got them playing well together. You you look at their roster and you're like, I don't know about these role players, but like, I think it, they're a lot they're a lot more solid solid than you think once you actually watch them play. Yeah. Like they all know exactly, you know, like Kevin Love knows exactly how to play with this with this side. Like he's turned himself into just such a good asset for Cleveland. So like, I'm not I'm not I'm not a taking these guys to win the chip, but I reckon seven game series against anyone, like they've got something that they can throw out. Mm. I think the next logical step for them organizationally is to make the playoffs because they didn't make it last yes, season. That's true. <laughs> so to go, yeah, <laughs> even though they look great, like mm. they look really good and they look like, they look, they have broken away and established themselves as a top three mm. seed in the East. And, um, that's no lie. Like that, that, there's no team below them that I think is underperforming so far yeah. through the season. I think they're the third best team in the East, probably one of the five best teams in the in the league right now. Five best looking teams yeah. in the league. Um, however, yeah, I think that I think that the first season that a team is together should 
I think it's it's pretty hard to to classify that as contending. Mm. Um, so I think that I think that yeah, I'm like I'd classify them as emerging. The last time a team won, um, having brought in a superstar was uh, like that season was the Raptors, mm. and they brought in Kawhi Leonard, who was already an in uh, Finals MVP yeah, and, and champ, and, and they'd be conference finalists. Yeah, yeah for the past four years. Yeah, like. um, and also yeah, Donovan Mitchell just isn't that caliber yeah, yeah, of player. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think though. What I have seen this season, and part of the reason that's like uh, makes me confident that they're like close to being contenders, mm. is I think Donovan Mitchell could be the best player on a chip, mm. especially when the players around him are like. I think they have Mobley and Garland could both be the second best player on yeah. a championship winning team, and then Jared Allen could easily. Is like the is the starting center of a championship yeah. winning team, like a center with like quite few liabilities, and like excels at um, all the strengths that he does have. So I think that I think I think that like if they keep on this track next year, they'll be contenders. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I just think like I think you're right. Like they have to prove it. They have to prove that they're this good. But I think like they've got the talent right now to do it. Mm. Um, there isn't like. There isn't like an next logical step except for experience. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, hap- I'll happily eat crow if it's like, all right, they get to the playoffs and fucking they are just not prepared at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's like, that's such a possibility. Yeah. But I think there is no, there is no reason that they can't beat anyone in the East in a seven, seven game series. Okay. Okay. You know, like fucking obviously the, the chips have to fall in the right place for anyone yeah. to do that. But like... The, the the reality exists for Cleveland, I think. Yeah. yeah. Before we get into the Mavericks, should I turn that line on? Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> so, where do you have Dallas? I got Dallas's pretenders. Yeah, same. I'm not too happy about it though. I feel like it's not. I feel like they they should they should be in contending by now. Yeah. Well, so the Mavs they obviously they looked really good last season. Luka Doncic, fuck, uh, he might be the best player in the world. He might be. Yeah, come on. <laughs> he might be. He has to be. <laughs> but, like, I think they very admittedly took a step back when they let Brunson go. Mm. Like, they just did not bring enough talent in to replace him. Yeah. Uh, Christian Wood has been really good this season. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie is also, has also been really good. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr., his low-key, like, last three or four games, he's been hitting, like, five five six threes a game uh when you know (laughs) luca is getting everyone else on the team open and they can hit one or two at the best (laughs) uh apart from the odd like dfs like seven of seven game um but like they just aren't as good as they are last year um and i think this season maybe maybe for me they're the pretender that that like is acting like they're not a pretender but knows they are a pretender deep inside. <laughs> like, they know this isn't the season they're gonna win with Luca uh they know Luca's gonna stick around oh well I hope they know that <laughs> but you can't call them emerging because you just cannot say this is an emerging yeah. NBA team and you can't call them contending because they're not going to be good enough to contend yeah. so I, I I think I think for that reason they're a pretender yeah, well, I think you you nailed you nailed the the, the description. The description. What do you think they need to do though? I think I think they need like a genuine. Oh, I don't know. I th- I feel like it's such a cop out to say like I think they need a genuine star next to Luca. Mm. But like I can't. If you if you if you line all the NBA if you line all thirty NBA teams up, 
Like the dipping quality from Luca to what Christian Wood or Spencer Dimwitty is so much bigger than it is on any mm. other team. Uh, you know, in the dip from first play to second play. And maybe that'll be true of almost anyone Luca plays with. Yeah. <laughs> because he's that good. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, there is no way, like Spencer, Spencer Dimwitty is. Or didn't, he didn't sneakily make an all-star team. No, no, no. On that injured Brooklyn team. No. No, he's a zero all-star appearance guy. Yeah. You know, Christian Wood, probably the same. So, yeah, do you just need someone at that level? So, I was talking to, again, Sam and D one time, Dante one time. <laughs> um, or Dante, sorry. Uh, and I my, my thing was... Dallas just needs those three and D wings to be able to put the ball on the deck, just like one or two mm-hmm. dribbles, yeah. um, and then capitalize on the breakdown that Luca causes. Uh, I think that they they could still uh, <laughs> they they could still all do that, could still add that to that game to their game. But I think they do need a, just a bucket, mm. like a, someone to can just score um, while Luca's on the bench. But then also can just score while Luca's on the court. Yeah. <laughs> and create more space for him that way. And I think it's, it's quite literally that thing where like, if Luca gets like a semi good look from the perimeter for Reggie Bullock or uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, and then like the closeout comes, like neither of them can attack it. Like, mm. I think there's been, I think I've seen so many like, kind of cringy Instagram videos of like, get this man some help. And it's like, it's Reggie Bullock catching it, pump faking. And then he tries to dribble into the key and he just like spills the ball yeah. immediately. Uh, so yeah, like they need, they need someone who's like a three-way, a three-way offensive, you know, threat who can kind of like feed off Lucas mm. on the space Luca creates. And then also like do their own thing when Lucas on the bench. Now, I don't want to give my hand away too much here, but I've just had this thought. How do you think Larry Markkinen would fit as Ooh. the second best player on this team? Yeah, he, he. I think he fits pretty well. Like, you know, mm. he can obviously splash it when Luca finds him in the corner, but like he's, you know, he's quick enough and he's got enough ball skills that he can put to the floor. Uh, and then obviously just like an absolute mismatch um, offensively. Um, I mean, are you are you getting up? Here? <laughs> getting the trade machine. Getting the trade maker up here. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see what, what how to make the money work. Yeah. Um, who does Larry play for? He plays for the Jazz, yeah. who are six and three on on <laughs> on this website. Because making the money work is obviously the hard part, yeah. but then also, what do the Jazz want, and well, why would the Jazz help them out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I think well, the only the only. The only thing the Jazz are giving Larry away for right now is like a lot of picks. Probably not like the the King's Ransom, but like maybe the Prince's. Uh, I think it would cost three firsts if you yeah, were to give him Bertans. Because you Bertans contract is the first mm. and then Larry's the asset is two firsts. Yes. Yes. Uh I I it's still, I don't think the Jazz do it, but I think nah. I think I think that touches I think that touches what they might be looking at. You know? Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. That that might be an okay trade. That yeah. might be an okay trade. Yeah. God, that's a lot to think about right now. I mean, he might... Yeah, he might be the best player Luke has played alongside, except for maybe Porzingis. But mm. then, like... Yeah, like... I mean, that's a whole nother issue talking about <laughs> talking about Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> it's a whole nother bunch of issues, actually. <laughs> um... Ah, well, I think that's some good food for thought. I think that 
Yeah, I think that the Mavs maybe need a might might need a might be not might need to be one of those teams where it's like what the Mavs gave up how many first round yeah. picks for player X? Yeah, but maybe you need to make that swing. You got Luca. What are the picks going to mean? Yeah. And that, that, that's what I had right at the end here. Is like <laughs> I think it's fine that maybe this season they're taking a step back and not going to do well. But as my good friend Lucas Petrita says, like you have Luca Doncic. Yeah, win now. Yeah, do yeah. it now. Uh, Denver. Denver. Now I have actually uh, actually where have I. I've put them in pretending. Mm, You've put them in? I have them in contenders. Yeah. I've not heard anything out of Jokic this season, <laughs> which is crazy to think about, seeing as he's like maybe maybe the second best player in the world right do, now. Do we, maybe, do, we maybe want to, do we maybe just want to have a look at basketball reference MVP tracker here and see? Yeah, what do they have, what do they have to say? <laughs> I mean, well, he is averaging a, a nice uh, 23, 10, and 9. I think all um, drops <laughs> on, from the last few seasons. 63% from the field. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, um, but no, nah, I don't think this team is <clears throat> a contending team. Mm. I can't imagine a starting lineup that has their defenders hoisting the Lario. Mm. I think that obviously, fucking uh, Jokic is nuclear. He's he's the, we don't have to talk about Nikola Jokic, but like if MPJ and Jamal Murray are two of your starters, I think Jamal's like a serviceable defender. I think. My Michael Porter Jr. is bad. I was going to try and defend him somehow. I think I, I, I'm going to say they're contenders, and I think Jamal's a bad defender, or at least oh, okay. has been this season. Because yeah. like that's, I think it's that thing when you come back from injury and you're like an offensive player, you're like I got to get, I got to get my shot back, I got to yeah. get my dribble back. I'm not even going to think about defense. Yeah. Um. But yeah, continue your. Point. I just can't see a world in which they win the ring. I I think I I think I really can. Okay. I I think that Aaron Gordon, KCP, Jokic is enough of like a defensive backbone to kind of cover up. For the rest of these guys. And then I think fucking... I mean, if I'm Michael Malone, I'm sitting Michael Porter Jr. in the fourth and I'm putting Bruce Brown on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then, That's fair. And then you have four good defenders. Like, I think... I mean, I, I think we're still yet to see what, like, good defensive center Jokic yeah. is like in a, in a playoff series that they, like, are competitive in. You know? Yeah. Like, we saw him... We saw them in the first round last... They didn't make it past the first round, did they? Uh, I don't. They, they had the Warriors. Yeah, and they, yeah then that's they, right. They, yeah, they lost. The I think four, they lost that four one. nil. I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that, I think GS Patini? Oh yeah, it was a gentleman's. It was. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But but yeah, like we didn't even get the chance to be like, all right, like what does this Denver team look like when they're like, you know, when they got when they when they're closing out in the clutch minutes of a playoff game? Mm. Um, and I mean, they obviously didn't have these other guys. But I think, like, there's just so much offensive potency here that if you can just, like, throw together, like, three minutes in the fourth quarter of a playoff game of, like, really good defense, then that's, like, enough to get you over the line. Like, yeah. if, if Jamal's getting 25, MPJ's getting, like, an efficient 20, Jokic is doing whatever the hell he is, <laughs> then uh, that should be enough to win you almost any game. Mm. So of my other contenders, I got Boston, Milwaukee, and Golden State. I feel like uh, Jokic, of those teams, Jokic probably fits the Kevon Looney sort of defender the Mm. most. Like a very good positional defender, but by no means a rim protector. Mm. Um, And then, but like, there's like a bit of rim protection with Kevon Looney, and then there is rim protection in Draymond. Um, But Boston have like Robert Williams, and then Milwaukee have Giannis and Brooke Lopez. (laughs) <laughs> the Lopez brothers, <laughs> <laughs> but 
I don't know who the rim protector is for Denver. Yeah, yeah. And I think that once you get into the later, um, like the later playoff series, then you're coming up against a really good yeah. team that's going to have like that's going to be able to find a way to just get a couple lob plays in a row, and then you, Mike Malone times down. It's like, all right, what the fuck do I do here? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I take what you're saying. I think it could. I don't know. I I still think they can be like, you know. A Jokic five blocks in a playoff game game. Okay, like, okay. Like, well, I don't know. Like, you can call out my good friend Sean Carroll and ask, ask him for Jokic's fucking block percentage or whatever they call it <laughs> last season, and he'll he will he will pick up the phone. Uh, <laughs> that's who who writes for the what the what's the what's the Bulls fan site called? The Bulls posters. Ah, uh, Bulls post. Fuck, I, the Bulls post. <laughs> I think it was like Scotty something. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, people in. Pippin in charge. No, no, no. Sir Charles in charge. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> getting off the topic here. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what do you, th- man? Uh, no, maybe we should. Maybe we should skip past this because we're we're taking our sweet time about. Well, this. what's the question? What do you think Denver need to do to be a contender? Oh fuck yeah! Let's skip past that. <laughs> is it like Daniel Gafford off the bench? I think it is. I think it's yeah. something like that. That option as a rim protector, and then also MPJ or Jamal Murray become good. Defenders. Right. One of the two of okay. them becomes a good so, defender. Yeah. I guess we're living in Never Never Land. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <right>. Detroit. <laughs> the Pistons of Detroit. I got him in rebuilding. I got him in rebuilding. Nice um, and easy here. So, yeah, okay. Let's look. <laughs> this is one we can breeze past. Actually, this is something I want to say. I've got some teams in limbo that I don't have in rebuilding. My rebuilding teams have to have one young player mm. that I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that doesn't work with the Hornets because Lamelo. I'm like cool. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. But I think that uh, I like that you. I like that you made the point anyway. I like that. You, I like that you put your cards on the table. Yeah, but I'm like cool. Cade. Yeah. Cool. Jaden Ivey. Cool. Jalen Duran. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I, I said in our um, uh, season preview, whatever you whatever you want to call it, uh, top seven, bottom four, mm-hmm. uh, that I thought these guys would like kind of be pretty good, and they're not. But like they've got all these, they got all these nice things going on. Like they got those three nice young players. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic is actually like just such a weird good fit on this team as well. Mm. Even if they're not winning games, even if they're dead last. Um, <laughs> and Killian Hayes, Killian Hayes is back. Oh, true. He finally did it. Yeah, he, he looks he looks like you yeah. Know, he's not one of the guys I'm like cool about, but he, he looks good. He looks like a basketball player. Also, they're not dead last; they're dead second last. Yeah. <laughs> Um, should we move on to the E E Essendon Ooh, Bombers? EFG. Yeah. The Golden State the Warriors. Effective field goal percentage. The effective field goal percentage. Yep. Warriors. Golden State. I have them in contending. I have them in pretending. That, I think that pretending's fair, but I think just coming off the ring, I'm happy to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be wrong here. Yeah. Like they, 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 they've shown they've shown enough in the past. Was I think it's seven years now that that I'm happy to be wrong here. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with you. But then I'd also say like they've had they've had seasons where it's like oh yeah now they'll pull it together and they didn't. Yeah, like uh, two seasons ago when it was like (laughs) oh yeah they'll get it to work and it and it just it just never came together. I mean Mm. I don't think that I think this roster is so much better than that roster. Mm. But I really I really think trying to play today and tomorrow has bitten them in the ass a bit. Mm. Uh, Like. No, Gary Payton has he's been a bit huge loss, but I think I think the biggest mistake, and fucking crucify me for this if you want, is being like we don't need to sign another seven foot tall guy because mm. Big Jim is 
the only seven foot tall guy who's going to be playing minutes for us. Mm. I think that was a mistake because, uh, I, yeah, James Wiseman. James Wiseman is not very good. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. like maybe it's, he's still got it in him, but I'm just not, I'm not sure where it is. I think that's fair. I don't know if they explicitly said that, <laughs> but I don't know if they were like purposely like Jim's our situation yeah. footer. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I if I if I was looking at that Warriors roster after the chip, I would have been like, that was good and we won it. But it would be nice to have a JaVale McGee type that we can throw on the floor for yeah. t- ten minutes a night. You know? Yeah, like I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And I'm I'm still picking them for my twenty three twenty four ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I did see this this year being a bit of a heel turn, but I'm I I, I can't I, I don't feel right putting them in anything yeah, but yeah. contending. That's fair. They they won the ring like four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, final point on the Warriors: Marcus Thompson of the Marcus Thompson the second of the Athletic. He had this good piece about Jordan Poole about how last season Jordan Poole was still sort of this unknown entity. No one really knew what to do with him, uh, and that's why he was fucking really good in the playoffs. Like in every series, he had a really good first game, and then he had a shit rest of the series where he just shot garbage, got locked down. That's what, how every team is playing Jordan Poole like they know yeah. it's Jordan Poole now. Like they yeah. they figured out his game. Uh, when Curry goes to the bench and Poole comes on, like they're putting their best defender on Poole and they're just harassing him, not giving him any space. And like he hasn't figured out how to deal with that quite yet. Because, yeah. you know, like Curry, you put your best defender on Curry and he's probably going to drop 25 on your head. Uh, not night in, night out anymore, but like that's likely. So that might, that might actually be the big jump for the Warriors is like Jordan Poole figuring out how to play against the best defenders in the league. Steph is averaging 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you see what he had today? Bloody yeah. fucking lost the bloody uh, Andrew Nemhardt. <laughs> Who we'll get on to later. Um, next up, the Houston Rockets. Um, H-Town. I haven't been rebuilding, but they're like easily my least favorite team of the rebuilding teams. I got him in limbo. Yeah. And to make the comparison to Andrew Nemhardt's uh, Indiana Pacers... I would really like to see how Indiana would look with Steven Silas and how Houston would look with Rick Carlisle. Because you can't tell me going into the season that that the paces were this much better yeah. than the Rockets. Yeah. But I don't have a single young player on this Houston team that I'm like, cool. I thought it was going to be Jabari Smith Jr., but he hasn't had the opportunity no. to so far. No. I sure as fucking shit isn't Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr., um, there's like role players that I'm like they could be like yeah they could have good seasons good services yeah, like uh, yeah, like, yeah yeah but like it's not enough to be like cool <laughs> yeah so yeah I think that Houston are just kind of fucking floating in this what are we yeah I think they just need to fire Steven Silas I actually mm. <laughs> actually think that would help so much yeah uh, and just get a coach in who fuck who actually knows what they're doing um, because. I feel like he's kind of gotten this free pass from being like, oh, well, we're, we're tanking, like we're yeah. bad. But like every, pretty much every other tanking team, like there's games that you watch where you're like, oh, wow, that's really nice. Like, mm. uh, like OKC is obviously the premier example because like, I mean, they have the talent not to be a tanking team. Yeah. <laughs> they just are tanking. But yeah, like like we said about Detroit or even even Orlando this season, it's been like, okay, I, I, can, see, I can see where this is going. Like I can see where kind of the flashes of playing four guys over a six foot eight at the same time. Like I can see how that'll be good when they're all good players and you've maybe got uh, another good piece there. Mm. But yeah, you just don't see that at all um, for the Rockets. Yeah. 
But I mean, I, I just I think they're I think they're in the rebuild stage where they're like they haven't they haven't got everything they want yet to, to like you know. But yeah, does that put them in limbo? Yeah, because it's like, what are you banking on? Yeah, you want to you want to you want eighteen or nineteen year old to come in and solve your problems. Yeah. I think that that is I think that's bad. Yeah, but you know maybe it's is it see who you draft next year and then see who you hire as head coach based on that. Yeah, yeah, maybe, but like that's that's saying limbo to me more than it's yeah. saying rebuilding. Okay. All right. Um, well, yeah, because like the the pick is still unknown. Yeah, like the pick is an NFC at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but that's the thing is, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess that does put him in limbo in that sense. <laughs> but then, I mean, you could say it's like you're rebuilding because you don't know like what you're rebuilding with yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're all they're all fine. They're, they're all thoughts. Uh, well, next is Indiana. Yeah. Next in the alphabet is Indiana. I have these guys emerging. Yeah, I got them emerging. Um, probably just stark contrast, stark as to what I just said about the Rockets, uh, and probably and like part of the reason I used the Carlisle Silas example, they just look good and like yeah. they got they got pieces and like, man, I don't know. And people are like, oh, you know, you can you got the Turner asset, you can trade the Healed asset, you can trade, but why? Like, why would the Pacers make a trade? Yeah, they got. Hallie and Mad- Matherin, who are looking great as their like young core, and then uh, Miles Turner in five years' time will be thirty-two, still like within his prime, still will be a, like a really good basketball player. Uh, healed in five years' time will be thirty-four or something, thirty-three, um, and then they, those young players will be in their prime, and it's like that's a great starting point. Mm-hmm. So like, why would they do another team a favor and trade away any of these assets? I think that they're in a really good position. Um, and then yeah, Nempai had a good game today, and I just think they're I think they're a, they're they're a really good team. Yeah, uh, yeah, they keep striking gold with young players as well, like Nemhard. Uh, I mean, Chris Duarte was like thirty eight last year, but you know, like <laughs> like like nobody expected nobody really expected him to be sort of an NBA player from the get go. Uh, Matherin's been like, I mean, he might he might be rookie of the year mm. favorite at the moment. Uh, uh, they've like Aaron Neesmith looks better than he did. Uh, like the first his first few seasons in Boston, uh, fucking is, is Jalen Smith on this team? I keep I keep seeing him and I'm yeah, like, he is, he is. I keep seeing him and I'm like, oh okay, like you're actually like an okay basketball player, which <laughs> I didn't didn't really experience previously. Man, so, Buddy Hill's turning thirty this year. Yeah, he's fucking old, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like e- everything you said, they got this awesome young core. I like they're still going to add to it i disagree with being like okay buddy hill and miles turner don't trade him i don't think they should trade him now i don't think they should trade him for assets but i think like you have so much flexibility like up and down yeah and sideways with players like that because they are like like buddy hill is a coveted player you can trade him for assets you could probably like put him in a deal for an even better player as Mm. well you know like if you give up some picks or if you give up like if you give up a young prospect, Buddy Heald, a couple of picks, do you bring in another superstar? Mm. You know, like, is that the way up? So, yeah, they're emerging as in they're playing like this really good brand of basketball, but like they, and they still have the flexibility. Kind of, kind of like, kind of like Memphis last year, I would say, where mm. they were, Memphis were kind of hedging their bets with being good and keeping young, but it, like, there's still that flexibility to go superstar trade or go rebuild or just go sideways. Yeah. Do you reckon Tyrese Halliburton could be a superstar? I think so. Mm. I genuinely think so. I'm really high on him. Like, mm. he's 
he's just like a he's like a whole offense in himself, and he's a really good defender. I think that's yeah. that's really like is there much more you need to do? That's a it's a good point. <laughs> like yeah. if you average fifty, if you average if you're shooting like 50, 40, 90, 22 points, ten assists, and mm. you're a really good defender, like what? How much? How much more do you need? Yeah, and that's not too. That's not out of the realm of possibility. No, not at um, all. I mean. Yeah, that that's that's <clears throat> very much like that. That could be, that could actually be his trajectory. Yeah, he could do it this season. <laughs> oh, I don't know about the percentages. The percentages yeah, might yeah, be a bit. Yeah, no, no. but you know, you know what I mean. Like it's 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 just so it's so achievable. Yeah. Also, he's averaging fifteen attempts a game. That's like, <laughs> I, I'm sure that every other superstar in the league would be yeah. like between twenty two yeah. and twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Well, I reckon we do the LA teams, and then we then we then we're at our half. Then we're at half time. Okay. Uh, um, the Clippers first. Well, I got them. Ah, I got them as pretenders, but fucking man, they just they just this is just annoyingly surprising me. I'd love to have them in limbo, but I yeah. think I have them in pretenders. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm the same. I'm really annoyed. I'm really annoyed by it. <laughs> like it, it pisses me off. Like you just removed Kawhi from the rotation. It's an easy limbo. Yeah. But like Kawhi, I was considering putting him in contending today. Oh, really? It's like, I can wow. see it. I can I can see it. And it's been like a vision and it's not been based on anything that's been done by the Clippers. It was that, it was that step back too. It, was <laughs> <laughs> it did look good. But like it's, it's, it's still very much based on, it's like an extrapolation rather than an interpolation of their past few seasons. But like I can see it and it pisses me off. Mm. But... Gun to my head, pretending. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. My my biggest sticking point is I actually just don't even trust them to stay healthy. Like, yeah, and that's it. I think that takes you out of contention. Like, you're right. I can see it. I can absolutely see Paul George and Kawhi Leonard winning a ring with these guys. But I I I don't believe that they can stay on the court together uh, long enough for that to happen. Mm. Yeah. So we both got to pretending in yeah. different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> now the fucking Lakers. I thought we put them to bed. <laughs> I thought this was done, brother. So eight and two in their last <laughs> ten games. I've got them in limbo. I've got them in limbo as well. From from their ring until ten games ago, easy limbo. If you just like buff out that. <laughs> that range by two weeks either side, I can understand why people would still have hope for them. Yeah. AD looks crazy. He dropped 55 and 17 on the Wiz um, yesterday. They won a ring on the other side of that <laughs> on the other side of that window. Uh, and I can see why why you could and why I was like um, thinking about putting him in pretending. Um, and also AD, where the fuck did this come from? But I've got to put him in limbo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you you have to stay in limbo while you're under 500. That's <laughs> that's the rule right now, uh, for the moment at least. I'm like I'm really happy to see AD playing like this because mm. like when I was a nascent New Orleans fan, like this is the AD that I watched highlights of. Yeah, like just the fucking just absolutely destroying it at the rim. They they've just they're just completely reverted him back to that role. Like I don't think it's even the 2019-2020 AD. Yeah. I think this is just like put him in pick and rolls, get him like nice in and close. No fucking baseline turnaround fading jumpers. Like absolutely none of that, please. Uh and I think I think I saw a stat today since a certain point in the season like he's played 97% of his minutes on the floor at the five. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no doubt about 
uh, him being a center on this team now. Like there was never. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just they're not pretending about it anymore. We yeah. can nudge, nudge. Uh, but like, there's just no way that this roster. Uh, I don't think they even make the. I don't think this roster can even make the playoffs. Like, really? I think this team is. I think this roster is still just so bad. Like, can, mm, okay. Can you imagine Lonnie Walker, the fourth, and Austin Reeves? And Pat Beverly, like bailing this team out of a, you know, like hitting a three in a playing game to get him into yeah, the playoffs. Like that's fair. It kind of defies belief. And you know, now they got now they got rid of Matt Ryan. Like they don't have they don't have that hero to sort of uh, <laughs> to to get him out of these situations. Mm. But man, this, the other thing is if uh, if they go eight and two over the next two weeks, then like fuck, we just have to have a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um... So in that stretch, in that eight and two stretch, AD is played nine games. He he missed one. Uh, you wouldn't read yeah, about it. Close. <laughs> um, but he's been averaging 35, 15, three blocks on 64, 45, 88 splits. Uh, but so I yeah I don't think I think that they can make the playoffs on the on the back of AD and LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's I think that yeah, that's definitely that's, possible, that's fair, but no, nah, that, we're, we're talking about a limbo team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that, that's fifteen teams. Uh, cool. Well, should we take a break? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Deep Two. I'm Mr. Both my man. How are we? And I co-host a weekly NBA podcast that I think you'd like. The Deep Two, named after Josh Smith's favorite shot, has us rambling on about everything that goes on in the NBA world, all the way from game recaps, twelve season hypotheticals to Warriors exceptionalism. Join us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you there. Dante, you forgot to talk about the freaking website. The freaking website. True. TheDeep2.com, so simple, I can't believe it, is our very own website where you can read long-form articles on all of the day's big basketball topics. The Pensman that you guys know as the JVG NBA Tribute Show Boys even feature on there from time to time, so check it out. Okay, Dante, now you can send us off. Peace. And we're back, I guess. <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I have these guys in contenders with... The, with the only asterisks that I've actually given myself. Okay. Because I had this team emerging last season. And then, as we discussed, they they met, they were the two seed. And they were really good. And they were fucking 20 and 2 without Jar or whatever that statistic it was. And this season, it's kind of like they're the same. Uh, like, you feel like they're, that's, this is the same team. Like, whoever's out there, they're probably going to win. And then they're really, really, really good when they're at full strength. But, like... I'm giving them one season to be contenders, to be like, all right, cool. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing as a franchise. This is how you're rolling out. Like, yeah, you got Jai, you got Desmond Bain, you got uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. You got all these good, fun role players. You got all these young guys. Uh, Dylan Brooks is there. If you don't, if you don't really make a bit more noise this year, because like, I don't think anyone really expected them to get any further than they did mm. <clears throat> and then if you don't either this off season i think if they don't sign a superstar if they don't trade for a superstar this off season i think they're like i think they're losing their direction but i'm giving them a season to be contenders i'm giving them mm. like an opportunity to be like okay we can actually like make the finals of this team because i think they can but mm. like i think if they don't then there has to be a big reevaluation of like what what the idea is of this franchise. 
Yeah, I think that I can't imagine them winning the ring this season. Yeah. Um, and I think that they are still moves away from being contenders. Mm. So, like, that, by that definition, they could potentially be an emerging team. But, I don't know, if they won 55 games last season. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's not a, that's not a team that's emerging. That's no. a team that's here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just think that they're, they're at... I feel like last season, I said that a team earned, like, being a pretender. I can't remember who it was. And I wish I felt the same way about the Grizzlies. I wish that they, like, earned that... Um, that that classification as a pretender mm. but I, I don't feel great about it because i feel like it could get stale it yeah get, exactly. like it could get stale um so yeah i just think yeah I'm, but yeah because everyone was so hot on them last yeah. year and i, I feel like the, the, this sort of turnaround shouldn't happen in a, in a year yeah yeah but i think i think that's it like you know you can't you can't just be <laughs> stupid as this sounds you can't just be this good like you have mm. to get better and you have to like kind of be making moves to get better but like then you can't you can't kind of be like oh what are the Memphis Grizzlies doing when they're playing this well and they're winning yeah. this many games and whoever you know like what Tyce Jones had like uh, yeah what do you have like 25 and 10 and like only hit threes today or something yeah. like that so like they have that next man up mentality that like stops them from losing games but then doesn't really like allow them to be any better than they are or something mm. it's it's yeah they're a confusing one yeah they're another confusing one could become like a utah jazz yes. situation over yes. the past years exactly so what we're saying is split up jar and steven <laughs> <laughs> do you know do you know how many times jar Morales assisted steven adams in in the regular season do you know? No. <laughs> Less than the amount of times fucking Trey Young's dribbled a yeah. fucking whatever. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Miami. Oh, man. Um, I got these guys as pretenders. Mm. I got him in limbo. Mm. I don't even... <sighs> like, Larry's looking bad. Kyle. Of the, of the Kyle mm. variety. Jimmy's like, Jimmy... Bam is not versatile enough uh, offensively. Like for this team, mm. there's not enough. There's not enough for the ball going into the hoop. Mm. Actually, that's not Bam's fault. But just, <laughs> I just don't think that this team can score in enough ways. And there's like Max Struess is now the underperforming three point shooter. Mm. Took that from Duncan Robinson. I just don't think that this team is. They're so thin. Like there's like fuck what Struess, Jimmy, Tyler, Kyle, yeah. Bam. Who else? One of the Martin twins, Victor Oladipo hasn't played yet. Exactly. Like what? Like what? Name another player on this team. Haywood Highsmith. Gabe Vincent. Cool. Gabe Vincent. <laughs> uh, Udonis Haslam. And like they're, they're what? They're as you said. If the team's below five hundred, then yeah, they're a limbo I, team. I think I might have to. I might have to take a mulligan in this and put them into limbo because I think that's how I feel about them as well. Yeah. Like, uh, they're they're not they're not good enough and there's no way out and like nah yeah I'm gonna put him beat I'm gonna move him into limbo I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do my one in episode mulligan, which we're allowed one of that's exactly right I can't see the next step for them and yeah. I don't see them making any sort of noise in the playoffs this season so I, I yeah no no like it would take it would be, it would take Oladipo coming back and like being the third best player or fourth best player on the team overnight mm. I think it's I think it's a bit sad I think like you, you're like don't blame Bam, but I think there is like, there is just like this huge untapped potential in Bam. 
that mm-hmm. like you sort of saw like he should he should be a perennial actual DPOY candidate, not just one that's there because he's like you know a, a you know superstar center or whatever. Like there should actually be one of the best defenders in the league, clearly anchoring the best defense in the league. And then he should also be scoring 20 points a game. Yeah. Like, I just don't know how a player like him... I mean, he actually is averaging 21 this season. Oh, really? I thought it was 18. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? That's but, a, that's actually a huge surprise. <laughs> but anytime Bam shoots a jump shot, I'm f- so happy. Yeah. Like, I am... As the other team, I'm like, oh my God, if you want to... Whatever you just did to the ball. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, I, I'm, so, I'm so happy anytime... Like the Wizards play and uh, Bam shoots a jump shot. However, he did fucking drop 38 on us. So <laughs> go figure how a guy with a legitimately no bag can yeah, do that. Yeah, and that'll blow out his uh, points per game, actually. Now yeah. That, now that I think about it. But uh, yeah, I just think, I just feel so sad about this team now. They're so flat. Yeah. But like, you've got Jimmy, who's an excellent playmaker. You've got Tyler Hero, who's a decent one. You've got Kyle Lowry, who's a good playmaker. Like, you got, just get Bam 20 shots at the rim a game. Like, yeah. I think, I don't think that's. That's like not how. Um, that's not how this team plays. Like, uh, that's not how Eric Spolstra like has them has them playing on offense. But fucking, I think when you have a center that talented, like, like you could give him the AD treatment. You know, like mm. you could just you could just turn him into this pick and roll lob threat, like play after play after play after play. Mm. Um, and there's just like there seems to be no impetus to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm putting him in limbo. I'm happy to I'm happy to change him to that. Uh, Milwaukee. Wow, well, obviously these guys are bloody contenders, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like they earned this that season that they won the ring. Um, and since they've since they've won it, because there was so many questions before they won a ring, but since they've won it, and now we've seen what it looks like, it's like, man, <laughs> you give you got Giannis and those guys, and like. Any anyone anyone else you want to bring in around the edges, but like you got Giannis, Middleton, Drew, Brook Lopez. Dare I say Bobby Portis? Include Bobby you, you Portis. You dare, dare say. Yeah, and then like any of those guys have all been so serviceable throughout the years. These they they're in contenders. They they're a contender until they decide. I was like not hot on them at the beginning of the year. I think because Brook Lopez looked really iffy. Mm. Uh, go fucking figure after coming coming off a fucking back injury, <laughs> uh, and yeah, like. What I think the consensus is that he'll be defensive player of the year. <laughs> like, like he's just genuinely the best rim protector in the league at the moment. Uh, Drew still looks good. Middleton literally just came back. Looked so good. And looked so good. Then you've got like their their guard rotation. Like Grayson Allen, I don't like him, but like he's gonna hit a bunch of three pointers for you. Javon Carter had mm. like what when when they were resting the starters he had a, such, just such a ridiculous game like thirty eight and fifteen yeah. or something like that. Uh, Wesley Matthews and George Hill just look good when they're on the floor for this team. Pat Connaughton barely barely gets to play because he's like the seventh guard in the you know he's the seventh yep. like guard slash wing in the rotation. So. Uh, they're so deep. We know that Giannis can take a team to a championship. Like, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what the question here. I think that they're, they're yeah. easy. I think they're the title favorites, and it's like not very close. Mm. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, you, like, what is the question? Yeah, there is no question. <laughs> There's no question. There's uh, no questions for that matter. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Whew, Jesus, 
What, 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 who are these guys fooling? My God. What are they pretending? <laughs> are you going to mean pretenders? I got to mean pretenders. I got to mean limbo. That's crazy. It's crazy. Like, not, not that you've got them in limbo, but that you can fall from where you were, like, yeah. a month ago to where you are now. Here's the thing. Well, the Twin Towers don't work. Uh, last season in the finals, the Boston Celtics run a pretty good two-big rotation. Mm. They weren't as big as Cat and bear, but they had a big that couldn't shoot and they had a big that could shoot the Cavs run it with two bigs that can't shoot and they had Laurie last season and yeah. they look good doing it um, the Bucks got Giannis who can't shoot or no he can't shoot uh, and then Lopez who he, he can shoot like he he's the he's that footer like you know there is a cat and go bear yeah um, iteration on other teams but mm. like they don't have Cat and Gobert. Mm. Like they don't have two bigs that are like well established. Like, well, Giannis and the Giannis and Brook one isn't as fair to both sides. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> there's yeah. a lot I need to actually explain there, so I might rescind that one. <laughs> but the point there is that they have two big guys that have that have figured out uh, how to play together. So Cat and Gobert, I don't feel like. I feel like. They're like pe- people that had the questions for him, I didn't understand where those questions were coming from because there are so many examples around the league of successful, like successful bigs playing together, and like, and fucking one of them made the finals last year, one of them won the ring the year mm-hmm. before. Um, so I just think that this is I don't know what the issue is, but they're in limbo for me because they're like they haven't sorted it out and figured it out and like. Yeah. They just there's there's so many examples of it working around the league and they they aren't one of them. Yeah, I think like when they made that trade, they put themselves in the pretender camp in that they were like, all right, this is it. Mm. Like we're we're going for a championship with this roster with this combination um, because you know they drained so many like good young role players. Obviously, gave up a lot of picks, um, but it's just not working at all. It's just not working yeah. at all, and now I'm I'm not, I don't I don't feel comfortable putting them in limbo yet because like I don't I think they know what their direction is. Yeah, like, it's not a good direction. They know like what sort of basketball they want to play, um, and they know what they want to do as a team, but it is not working at all. And I think like if Anthony Edwards actually believes that he plays better in small lineups and isn't just saying that as like some egotistical thing then that is a fucking disaster like yeah. you, you actually you actually could lose him <laughs> like you could actually lose him if he's looking at how you've built this team uh, and is not happy with it so yeah I'm, I I don't know you, you really you really put the problems on on the page very well uh, and I I think I don't know what I don't know what to do here. I really don't know what to do here. <laughs> mm. They can see, they can sort it out. You think they can sort it out? They theoretically should be able to yeah. sort it out. Just through coaching. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that Cat is a perimeter player. I yeah. think that Gobert is good on the inside. Do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just do it yeah, and yeah. fucking figure it out, man. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe it's also not a coaching problem, but like a personality problem mm. like the players that they have on the team obviously aren't winners no cat hates figuring it out <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely hates figuring it out <laughs> got my 25 and 11 <laughs> hashtag <laughs> um cool should we move on to uh the new orleans pelicans you're uh emerging yeah 
Uh, How do you feel about them? Fucking, it's so awesome. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't have, I don't have a heap to say about this. Like, we're really, really good. We, we have, I think, exactly who we're gonna have when we're contending. Maybe we'll have like another lottery pick. Maybe, I, I mean, I think next off season, if there are some chip hunting veterans, you know, some some crafty three and D guys, <laughs> I think they'll be looking at New Orleans as a minimum contract destination. <laughs> um, but I think apart from that, like this is who we are. But like, we just need this season. We just need a full season of Zion. We need a full season of everyone playing together. We need to make some noise in the playoffs, like, uh, which I'm fairly certain we're gonna do. And then yeah, I think I think we're just contenders. Like after that, mm. I think that I think the championship window, if everything goes right this season, fucking touch wood. Like we don't have any big injuries, any you know big time missed with everyone with the big three playing together, building all that chemistry. Then I think next year the window opens. Oh, I didn't think it'd be that soon, but I think that yeah, you guys are definitely on the way to becoming contenders. Yeah, and it's yeah, it is just time, like. That's it. Like you, 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 kind of nailed. You kind of nailed it. Yeah, which makes sense. <laughs> um, go on. No, that's that's all I have to say. Really, like, really, two thumbs up, New Orleans yeah. Pelicans. You're doing a bang up job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really pleased. Yeah. Uh, New York Knicks. Oh man. To the limbo. I got him in limbo. Yeah. Have we ever not? <laughs> man, what are they? They're just below 500 again. Yeah. What are they? Their their seeds. A double digit <laughs> again like what well, you're back here you, you keep making changes you keep thinking you've found the issue the, the problem the solution to the problem but you keep ending up in the same fucking position <laughs> you know what they are what? they're one Jalen Brunson better which isn't that much yeah it is just not enough to get you from where you were last season like yeah. where did where did they finish last season they were they 12th I think like, so they were they were just not they you know, they had like five games left to play and they were definitely not making the play. Yeah. And that's, I think Jalen Brunson, he does not get you that much better. No one, no one on this team has improved either. Like <laughs> the RJ Barrett revolution is still yet to happen. Um, mm. I, like what Cam, everyone was like, well, Cam Reddish finally found his game. I like, just go look up his numbers. He's averaging <laughs> like eight points or something. Like, uh, so, they, you you will remain here as well in New York. You will absolutely remain in limbo mm. uh, until, I don't know, I actually don't know what, until you, <laughs> until you burn the entire thing down. Um, I feel like Dallas, the magnitude that Dallas got worse from losing Brunson has not been how much better no. than Nick Scott gained no. Brunson. <laughs> no. I actually feel like he kind of hasn't made a or maybe not he hasn't made a difference, but they haven't changed. They've yeah. kind of remained unchanged. Well, I think the thing is, right, when the Mavs lose Brunson, uh, they're losing Brunson who's getting fed by Luka Doncic and yeah. operating, like, beautifully in, like, the, the space that Luka created. Like, he, you know, that... The, the, the 10 to 15 feet from the rim was Jalen's and then Luka could have the rest of the court. Uh, so, th- that means that him being that good is just not going to translate over to this Knicks team because there is absolutely nothing being created for him here. Yeah. <laughs> like you have, you have three guys, you have three guys whose best spot offensively is in the same part of the court. Yeah. It's just not good. Um, I want to get this up. Maybe we should cut this. 
But I want to just get up the recent draft picks for the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are, you know what I'm saying, our next team. Yeah. Um. 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 So since they've, since they lost, uh, since they came out of that Paul George Westbrook era, mm-hmm. they've had two lottery picks. Well, three, including Chet. <laughs> but Josh Giddy last season. Before that, they didn't have a single lottery pick. Jalen Williams and Chet Holmgren this season. Yeah. And Jalen Williams was a 12th pick. Giddy got his reps in last season, 54 games of them. And then they were just like, okay, cool. Let's just try trying to win. <laughs> like, as soon as they got one of their guys, you know, quote unquote, uh, or one of the players that they saw in their future in Giddy next to Shea, they were just like, all right, let's see what we can work with. Mm. Um, they're so young. Yeah. Their roster is so ridiculously young. But, like, they rebuilt until they just, like, I feel like I feel like they people thought that it was gonna take so much longer, mm. but it, it it didn't. And like they, they've shown that like they're gonna integrate like it, when they integrate Chet into this next season, that um, oh, and I guess Usman Jang, but they got him via trade. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like they're like okay, cool. This is our this is our core for the foreseeable future. We might make a trade for a superstar. We're gonna integrate Chet into this next season. But like yeah, they just decided cool. We're gonna start winning games. Uh, we might not be going for a playoff spot yet, but like the 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 mo of the team is going to be winning. Yeah, um, I don't know. I still think there is. I still think this is rebuilding. I still think mm. there's like I just think with all these assets accumulated, like there is still one more season of not being very good. I think they I think mm. they're going for one more like home lottery pick, if you know what I mean. Mm. So because like we're saying, like they are good now. They've got good talent. Chet will be coming in next season. If you compare another really good eighteen-year-old, and because you just know they will draft someone good, even mm. if if they do not, if they don't have a one or a two pick, they will draft someone good with the fourth pick yeah. or the sixth pick. Uh, then I think they're like, okay, well, that's cause actually really scary, especially if SGA can just be like, all right, I can come out the gate with absolutely no barriers, yeah, <laughs> you know, and start averaging like thirty-seven and seven or whatever. Uh, then I think I, I I still think they're one season away. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think twenty four games through the season though, if you have eleven wins, mm. someone steps in and starts the rebuild. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Shea has another one of those injuries that yeah, never really got true. documented. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, we've seen it before. Yeah, but like someone would have. They wouldn't have let it get to this point. As yeah, a team right. that was very clearly rebuilding, mm. I don't think they would have let them get to 11 and 13. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, next in the alphabet, all in <laughs> The Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. The Orlando yeah. Magic. Yeah. Uh, I got him in rebuilding. Yeah, I got him in rebuilding. I think this is pretty cut and dry. Yeah, this is pretty cut and dry. Um, I, like, I like watching this team, though. Um, yeah, same. Like... They just genuinely have fun players to watch now. Mm. Like I like I said at the beginning of this episode, when they yeah, when they throw out like a guard and then uh four guys over actually over six ten, <laughs> it's like it's not it's not like the Raptors, it's like something else. Yeah. It's like it's like Orlando. It's like it's a, their own brand of basketball. Um so you can like see that developing. Um but they're still really bad. 
Mm. Um, and I really, I love, love Sean Carroll, the Deep Two NBA podcast theory that Bol Bol is playing the role he has to prepare them for getting Victor Wembanyama. I think that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, my thing I was, I got, there are young players on the team that I'm like, cool. Then they're in rebuilding. And Paolo, definitely one of those players. Yeah. Bol is probably one of those players. Yeah. Uh, Franz, probably one of those players. I don't think Jalen Suggs is one of those players. No. Um, He's having a much better season than his rookie season, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that they might benefit from getting a couple of adults in the rotation. Yeah. Uh, just some just some more dependable pieces because everyone is still quite exposable on this yeah. team, which is being reflected in their five and twenty record. Yeah. 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 Uh, what do you mean, Gary Harris isn't studying this year? <laughs> is, is That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> That's all I have for Orlando. Yeah. Um, the Philly Sixers. I have these guys as pretenders. I got them as pretenders. Yeah. Is this another cut and dry situation? Yeah. Like, um, I, I mean, I really, wa- I really want to like this team. Like, the mm. uh, Anthony Melton has. Mm. I think he's been. I, I. You know what? He's the only Philadelphia player I want to talk about. That's good. That's good. He's 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 looked better than he did in Memphis. Like because he's obviously been forced into a slightly bigger role um, with all the injuries and everything. And I think like, I think he's going to be a really special player on a championship one day. Mm. Uh, maybe not for this Philly team, but yeah, I think like what Embiid, like whatever, I'm kind of over him now. Harden, uh, like he, he had a good stretch of play and then he got injured. Is he going to get back there? I don't think Maxi is being used correctly on this team either like yeah. i think he's I, don't, I think he thrives when you know their best players aren't on the floor so yeah i don't know i think this is i think they're right at, i think they're as good as they're gonna get with the direction that they're going in yeah jimbo slice has played nine games this season uh joel's played 15 um maxi's only played 15 as well yeah yeah i just don't know what the direction is maybe we're being harsh that they're injured but maybe they should Stop being injured. Yeah, and also <laughs> like they're just always injured. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And now if you if you if you're adding Maxi in, like as you know, someone who can only string together 55, 60 games, then like, yeah, what's 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 the deal with this team? Yeah, uh, I think they should have fired Doc at the end of last season. Mm. I just I just think shaking. I just think this team needed a shake up because like, despite bringing in new players and new players sort of emerging, like Maxi, like. They feel stale. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Fwenix. Uh, I have them as contenders. I got them as pretenders. Interesting. Um, I just don't think they're in the same tier as the Bucks or the mm. Celtics or my Warriors. Uh, <laughs> I just can't imagine them winning. I think that they haven't really changed from the team that made the finals and that team didn't win the finals. Mm. I, think, I, just, I think they've got a bit more... I think the difference between this team and like the team that you know uh, had an awesome regular season last year and then bombed out in the playoffs, I think they've just got a bit more punch or something about it. Like okay. they had this awful eight and drama over the summer. Uh, Chris Paul's been missing most of the year. Cam Johnson's injured. Jay Crowder is unavailable, and they're just like they're just absolutely gliding. Like that's true. They're absolutely playing together uh, in a way that I think. I think last season it was like, oh yeah, okay, we're the number one season, and this is like they're just they're just going to work every day and getting it done. Devin Booker's looked awesome. Mm. Ma, 
Mikhail Bridges. I know you fucking hate. No, the my guy. guy. <laughs> but he's been hooping. He's been he's been hitting some. He's been hitting shots. He's been doing everything on both ends. And I yeah I don't know. I just think that. I think if I think what let them down in the playoffs last season was a mindset thing and a bit of like oh we oh we deserve this you know. Yeah. I I don't think it was a talent thing. So I think if they can sort of go into the playoffs with a different mindset, just stop lifting weights after every win, you know, like then I think they're a contender. I think it's, I think, I think it's unfair to say this team isn't in that sense. Yeah. I think, I think Mikel Bridges has had a really good season, super efficient as well. And then also just dependable. Yeah. Um, Devin Booker, same deal. He's been very consistent. Aiton's been pretty good. Um, but yeah, I just don't think I just don't see them as a as a championship yeah. winning team. Yeah, I feel I, like they shit the they shit themselves in the playoffs last season last season for a reason. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that anything's changed. Okay. Portland. Uh, Portland. Fuck. Let's. Uh, I got them as pretenders, but I think I might love to have them in limbo. Well, I have them in limbo, <laughs> and I'm happy to have them here. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, don't, I I don't think they fit into any other column. <laughs> And like I don't see the vision, I don't yeah. see the vision here. I I just think okay, we thought they'd be terrible at the beginning of this season, and we were nearly right. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, and they're kind of fine. Mm. Like they're not, they they're just they're just completely fine. Like Jeremy Grant is having a really good season, but like that's that's not helping them that much. When Dame sits, they're not good. Um, but I don't think they're any worse than like I don't know what, like, are they any worse than the Portland team that made the conference finals three years ago, four years ago? You know, mm. like I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone thought that team would win a chip, right? Mm. But if that's the sort of noise you can make in the playoffs, then like yeah, you're a pretender, you know? Yeah, I don't I don't think they're as good as that team. Also, yeah. they're three and seven in their last ten. Mm. Um, after or, starting really well, yeah, or without Dame, I would say. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're three and seven in their last ten. I yeah, I just, I just think they're in limbo. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think they're. I think they're. I think they're in limbo every off season, <laughs> and then they sort of play well enough in the season to be a pretender, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe maybe they should just be in limbo. Sacramento. Uh, I got these guys as emerging. I got them in emerging. Yeah. Um, light the beam. Yeah, <laughs> light the fucking beam. <laughs> uh, I, I think I came into the season be like I'm not gonna fucking watch a Sacramento game. <laughs> Fuck off. But I've watched a few and they're so much fun to watch. Darren Fox is looking great. I'm so happy to see him playing well. Demantis Sabonis is such a handful. I feel like he's. Um, it doesn't feel like a sacrifice, but there's something like a bit less is more about his yeah, game this season. Yeah. I think that his role has maybe been simplified, mm. but his production hasn't really changed. But maybe he's just playing, acting more as a role player yeah. than like number two on this team. I think that's exactly and what it is. I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod, but Mike Brown, early winner of the season. First of all, the Warriors look horrible, especially <laughs> defensively. Secondly, Sacramento is is firing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, they're just so much fun. I think mm. like Darren Fox is looking really like the player he should be. You know, like this is the Darren Fox that we've been promised. <clears throat> but then 
they've just got just the funnest cast of role players yeah. who are all and they're all kind of playing above how you expected them to play as well like Kevin Herter looks fuck like he might be he might be one of the best shooters in the league <laughs> like the way that he's playing this season and he already was like a really solid guy off the bench I mean he actually he started a lot for Atlanta you know like he was really the he really looked like the second best offensive player in Atlanta at times and he somehow looks better in Sacramento yeah. since since when is it, when when's the last time a player went to Sacramento and looked better you mm. know and I feel like there's a whole slew of them like, yeah this season <laughs> yeah like Sabonis if he's not looking better he's looking like his role is more defined and it's working uh, it's working for him better uh, Malik Monk has just been like uh, exactly the sort of player that you should put around De'Aaron Fox and Demontis Sabonis mm. Uh Keegan Murray, I mean, maybe it wasn't all it was promised, but he's a good basketball player. Yeah. Um, I thought the Tim Duncan thing was a bit much. I think that was, <laughs> I think that might be the understatement of the century. <laughs> um, in their 13 and 9 start to the season, they have had uh, seven games within five points, and they're mm. two and five in those games. If you want to be one of those people, like, oh, they can't win close games and fucking whatever. But. I feel like those were more games that could have gone either way. Cough, cough, especially that one against the Warriors. Yeah. Cough, cough. There's yeah. also oh, another. Fucking, oh my God. There's also God. another one. Jesus. Flashes the, of 2002. <laughs> there's also another one. Was it Miami? Was it the Miami game that there was a contention? Oh, yeah. It was two yeah. games yeah. in a row. Oh, my yeah. God. So that could easily Kevin be. Kevin the most hated man in the league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that could easily be four and three in those close yeah. games. Um, so I think that. I think that. Uh, oh, we were talking about the the um, Cavs on the other side. It's like, this is what their record is. I think that the Kings' record is worse than they are. Yeah. At 13 and 9. Which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but if I feel like if they can stay in this, like, 4, 5, 6 range, it's like, will the Kings break break away? Will they fall into the pack? It's like, no, I think that that is kind of way beyond the expectation that was mm. set for them um, this season. And if they can just, like, meddle in that, I think that, I think that that's a massive success for them this season. Exactly. I think you should just be so happy that a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 20 years, like, is probably going to make the playoffs this season. Yeah. Like... I think that should be enough to just, uh, you know, tick this season off as a win. Uh, you don't have to be like, oh, okay, but like, can Demontis Sabonis win you a championship? Like, what's the plan here long term? Like, I don't think that matters for a franchise like Sacramento. Yeah. I don't think, skip steps. Like, just win, just win some games. Yeah. Be, what, what's, that was the first, the longest they'd been above 500 in like 15 years or something like that. It's just... You just got to feel happy for him. And it definitely feels like that. Yeah. <laughs> San Antonio. Um, I got these guys as rebuilding. I got them in rebuilding. Yeah. Uh, um, they're doing a bang up job of it as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the worst San Antonio looked like in ages. In forever. Um, as for like the young guys that I'm like, oh, cool uh, for a rebuilding team. I'm going to include Pop, not that he's a young guy, yeah. <laughs> but like got full faith in him. Yeah. However, Jeremy Sohan looks so good. Hooper. Fucking dude, so good. Love watching him play. I love, I hate, I hate the way I'm Yo, this. TMG. TMG, hate, Jeremy. I hate, the, also we can check it's, it's still oh. Um, I hate the way that this is going to sound, but I love watching him compete. Yeah. Um, another couple of young guys Devin Vassell Trey Jones like them Keldon Johnson I think we can include him uh, yeah, yeah he's so young um, and was there another wasn't there another fella that slipped my thing Keldon uh, Johnson feels like a player that they have to shed to rebuild but he's mm. 23 years old yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no you don't yeah 
Um, but no, I'm just loving this team watching yeah. watching them play in the uh, early season, and I like I like the way that they're rebuilding. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jake Puddle. I don't know. No, he's 27. He's 27. But Washed. like, you know, I, I think I think it's neither here nor there the Jake Puddle thing. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, if Victor Wembanyama comes along, then yeah, you're out of a job. Sorry, or mm-hmm. maybe you're a backup, or maybe you're a backup center. And hey, that's fine. But yeah. like, I think that sort of player, he can he can he can probably fit on a team that's. You know, he can fit on a 55-win team and he can fit on an 11-win team. Yeah. Um, in- What's been their slide? They've lost... I think they're, they're like 1-17 and 17 in their last 18 games yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a good start to the season. And yeah. Then, yeah. Um, Jeremy Sohan, uh, like you said, they just give him the toughest matchups every night. Like, when he played us, I think he... When, when we last played them, I think he's defended Zion and Brandon Ingram for like an entire game. <laughs> and like, he hasn't done a bad job on them at all. So I think that 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 experience and like also coming into the season and being like, all right, cool. We've, we've nabbed a lottery pick who like can be a role player on an out, out contending team of the yeah. future. Like that's, that's a huge win. Um, and also I picked him in our preseason, uh, in our preseason draft preview. So yeah, you can... You can find that on the deep two dot com. I think that there probably were no question marks around how Pop would coach a rebuilding team, but he's obviously doing a great job of it. And these Sohan uh, reps are kind of irre- irre- irreplaceable. Yeah. Like it's like okay, you're going to get the tough assignment, and he's just bringing it to him. Yeah. Like he's just bringing it to the assignment every single night. Um, and is he nineteen? Yeah, he's nineteen. So <laughs> like, fuck. Legend. Yeah. Uh, uh, Toronto Raptors. Oh, Toronto Raptors. I've got him in emerging. Where, where do you? You got him in emerging. Yeah, fuck but, man. What do you have, Maz? What the hell? I was about to. I was about to. I was about to firmly put my stake in the Lucas Petrides. I'm sick of the Toronto Raptors camp. What do you have him limbo? I have him in limbo. See, here's what I'm thinking. I don't have the meddling in mediocrity. I've got him chilling in mediocrity. <laughs> Uh, because they're still young, mm. I'm I'm I want them to be in limbo, but I've got so much faith that they'll get a superstar. <laughs> like in the next couple of years, I've yeah. got so much faith that maybe not a superstar, but a star. Right. Okay. That's the, see because I've always had that faith, and then like as I've been watching them this season, I've been sliding into you know the fucking I'm sick of this team. Yeah. Like I am sick of it. <laughs> but like other than these limbo teams, these limbo teams I. It's just so dire yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas with the with the Raptors, it, I'm sick of them. But like, I, I like they, they 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 know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they're good. My only my only uh, rebuttal to that would be I think this team needs to learn how to play basketball a bit differently. Mm. Like, because I they are so committed to this fucking Fred VanVleet and uh, yeah the four four switchy big armed wings that we fucking talk to death about them actually. <laughs> uh that I think it I think it's to their detriment. I think that's almost what's like slipping them into limbo for me is like how like what sort of basketball is this team gonna play when they get a superstar? Yeah. Like, and what superstar who's the superstar gonna be? Like uh I'm pretty sure they could have gotten Kevin Durant this offseason. Mm. You know? Like I think that was a very, very tangible possibility for them. Are they do they go and get a superstar wing? Like that would be nice. What if that's not the superstar that's on the market, you know? Mm. Uh, so I, I think like, I don't know, but I like, I don't know what their next, I know, I think you say they're chilling, but it's like, when do they make that move? You know? Yeah. Like, is it next off season? Is it the off season after? Yeah. What, 
what can happen to the team in the in that time? Like, you know, could she go? Could she go south? Could could Oji Ananobi want out? Could he want to? Could he want to go play on a you know a team where he can have a bigger role that's not going to get reduced once a superstar comes along? So yeah, I'm 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 finally skeptical about the Raptors. It's only been yeah. the last like week or so that this has sort of developed. Yeah, they're mad young though. Yeah, like they're so so young. That's more true. than more than half their roster is below the age of twenty five. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those players are in their rotation. OG Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr., Precious, yeah. Precious Achua. I don't know if Delano Benton's playing. Christian Coloco uh, and Scotty Barnes. Do like Christian Coloco. Mm. Is, is Ron Harper Jr., how's he going? Two games, three points per game? Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> He's made a three in each game. That's my guy. Love to see it. <laughs> um, we finally have arrived. To the Washington Wizards. Wow. We did that. We started proceedings with the second last team alphabetically in the Utah Jazz, and we will finish proceedings with the last team alphabetically. Uh, I got my guys in limbo. I have them in limbo as well, and I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry about it because I, I usually like, you know, I just like to give, I just like to give you a little tuck under the balls in, in Thanks, these man. sorts of episodes. Thanks but, for the ball tuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, same deal with the Knicks. We're just back here. Like, no matter what we do, who we bring in, whatever the, oh, whatever fucking podcast comes out before the season, we're still, like, just out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, pick, pick make a decision. I, I, I like this Wizards team more than I like that Knicks team. Like, I think there's fun stuff here. But, yeah, like, the ceiling is just absolutely here, and it's not even... You know, it's not even close to a playoff team. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. So, uh, and I think the thing is, right, like, this is like a, this is a new iteration of the Wizards, right? Like, mm. these guys, what, they've played 40 games together or something like that. But you've, like, hamstrung yourselves away from another move by the last two moves you made, which were throwing, you know, throwing the bank at Kristaps Porzingis and then throwing the bag at Bradley Beal. Yeah. So, like... It was sort of like while you were just exploring this new possibility, you then just absolutely nailed yourself to the post. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't believe we're below 500. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, even, even when we were speaking about, what, two weeks ago, I like had a little bit more hope than I have now. Yeah, same. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, this is who they are. All right. Should we run through the teams? All right. Uh, so... The Hawks of Atlanta. Uh I have them... Oh, wow. I'm going to have to do some jumping around here. Yeah, same. Uh, I have them in pretending. Same. Uh, Boston. Contending. Contending. Brooklyn. Uh, pretending. Limbo. Uh, um, Charlotte. Uh, rebuilding. Limbo. Chicago. Uh, limbo. Limbo. Cleveland. Uh, contending. Emerging. Dallas. Pretending. Pretending. Denver. Uh, contending. Pretending. Detroit. Rebuilding. Rebuilding. Golden State. Pretending. Contending. Houston. Rebuilding. Limbo. Indiana. Emerging. Emerging. Clippers. Pretending. Pretending. Lakers. Limbo. Limbo. Memphis. <laughs> Contending. Pretending. Miami. Uh, I, I moved them into limbo. Limbo. Milwaukee. Contending. Contending. Minnesota. Pretending. Limbo. New Orleans. Emerging. Emerging. New York. Limbo. Limbo. Oklahoma. Rebuilding. Emerging. All fucking hell again. Orlando. Orlando. Rebuilding. <laughs> Rebuilding. Philadelphia. Uh, pretending. Pretending. Phoenix. Contending. Pretending. Portland. Pretending. Limbo. Sacramento. Emerging. Emerging. San Antonio. Rebuilding. Rebuilding. Toronto. Uh, limbo. Emerging. Utah. 
I had him in their own category, but I'm going to put him in a match. <laughs> Emerging. Washington. Uh, limbo. Limbo. I, I knew everything. I knew all the ones. Uh, as I was just reading the nice. list, I did. I th- actually found checking the list confusing. Yeah, I think that was what was confusing. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, I guess we'll see you guys in another 52 episodes for when you do our next tears. Yeah, fucking sick episode. We're sitting at 145 right now. Fucking hell, I- it feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's go get some dinner. See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JVG NBA Tribute Show, hosted by Marco Holden-Jeffrey and Lucas Petridis. Our theme song is written and performed by Pascal Ducasse, with production by Mock B. Follow us on Instagram at JVG NBA Tribute Show and on Twitter at JVG NBA for more NBA content. The JVG NBA Tribute Show. New episodes every Wednesday at 7am.